D.C. Ballard called Slower Than Light versus Faster Than Light. The argument over slower than light versus faster than light is a mostly academic one and boils down to the question of world building. What does the physics of the universe an author has created allow? What are the needs of the story? There are many permutations of each, and each provides their own types of story fuel. When it comes to slower than light, STL, it is still a question of speed. How fast can your slower than light ships go? If they cannot get going very quickly, say 10 years per light year or even slower, you're looking at ships that are either going to be generation ships or need some form of stasis, such as that displayed in the recent movie Passengers. Such slow vessels are fantastic fodder for intrigue and drama around keeping such a machine running and on target to its destination. Though this again feeds into the type of story that an author is going for, If they are writing a story about a generation ship, then the action takes place there. There can be danger threatening the lives of everyone on board because someone is trying to disable the ship somewhere out in the black between the star. Perhaps some critical control system has failed and no one knows how to fix it anymore. There are lots of very human drama moments that can be pulled from such a story. Even if the vessel is a faster one, there is still plenty of fun to be had. You might take advantage of realistic velocities and the hypothesized temporal deflection. The idea that the passage of time slows aboard a ship as the ship approaches the speed of light. This adds many kinds of fun. What happens if control fails and you cannot slow down as you approach your destination planet? You need to act quickly, but seconds to you are agonizing minutes or even hours to those watching helplessly from outside the ship. A million tons of ship, cargo, people, and fuel hitting a planet at 0.85c is going to be just plain messy. Perhaps you're going with some kind of field that lets you operate without being affected by the temporal deflection. That too lends itself to storytelling. Maybe it is also limited part of the ship that can be covered. Only the pilot aging decades to a year or so the rest of the passengers and crew experience. Flitting to and fro on the monitors like a speed-addled insect compared to the rest of the ship. What do you do when you notice that they have done the unthinkable? How do you override them? Can you? At such speeds, you have to take into account the fact that space is not actually empty. There isn't a lot out there, but there are atoms, dust, and even big rocks. At those speeds, where a trip of five light years might take you six external years, you have to consider how you are going to deal with all that stuff. There might only be a few atoms per cubic meter, but if you're covering 100,000 miles per second, those atoms add up fast and hit with more energy than a high-velocity anti-tank round. All these are just some fun and consideration that have to be taken into account if you're going with slower-than-light STL in your world building. Flip over to FTL, faster-than-light, and you have a whole host of different problems and new types of fun. Though, in either case, if you just want your action to take place at the endpoints, how you manage the trip between can be just so much hand-wavium. FTL itself comes in many more stripes, flavors, and varieties. There is the more classic FTL of warp drive, and something that might actually be a real possibility in the real world, if the hypothesis that underpins the Alcubierre drive ends up holding water. This is most notably portrayed in the popular media like Star Trek, Maximum Warp, Mr. Sulu. 
The issue with warp drive is that while it seems to be FTL, it is in fact not. It is cheating by abusing the aspect of how space-time behaves in the presence of a gravity field. Warp drive takes advantage of frame dragging or the compression of space in the presence of strong gravity field. The idea that, while over the course of a year, a person on the surface of the Earth being closer to the center of the Earth's gravity field will have traveled a larger distance than an astronaut in geostationary orbit over the same time period. While at the same time the astronaut may have aged less by a second or so, compared to the same person and for the very same reason, the position relative to the center of the gravity field of the Earth, it is what might be seen as your gateway drug to true FTL. True FTL are things like hyperdrive from Star Wars or other real space drives. Actual FTL requires that a travel happen inside the universe, meaning that you are still traveling through space, can see planets, stars, asteroids, etc. as you pass them, and your speed is actually measured in how much faster than light you are going. The question for the author then becomes, just how fast can you go? If your hyperdrive can only go up to 10 times the speed of light, it is still going to take you months, even years, to get between stars. It is much faster than your STL options, but you still have the same considerations as high-speed STL. There's a lot of stuff in that supposedly empty space that you are passing through. Part of the story can be how you deal with these considerations, and that in itself is part of the world-building an author can do. What most people think of as FTL just isn't. Jumping into hyperspace be that using drives attached to a ship or a jump point like that used on Babylon 5, you're not actually traveling faster than light. You are shortcutting the universe by passing around normal space via another space. Within that other space, the distance you travel there translates to much greater distances as normal space. Normal space being the space of the universe that you are going around by using this shortcut. The world building that takes place here is again how fast that translates to and what that means. It might be that your literal speed is irrelevant, but the time you spend there is what matters. The longer you spend in that other space, the farther you travel along your chosen direction of travel. Perhaps the speed that you enter the other space is also a factor. The faster you enter it, the more normal space distance you cover per second in other space. More fun may be the slower you are going when you enter other space, the faster in relation to normal space you go. You still have to be moving, but if you're only moving at a meter per second, that translates to 100 light years per hour, but two meters per second, and you'll only get 20 light years per hour. Maybe your direction of travel is flipped, so you need to be moving in normal space in the opposite direction you want to travel in relation to normal space while in other space. There's nothing stopping you as an author from combining all of these and other ideas in your own version. That is just the travel aspects of it. There are also other questions as well. Well, in other space, does it have the needed aspects for stuff from normal space to exist and function? What is this other space, and does it have its own residence? Are they friendly, or create new and interesting aspects to the story? Every so often, a ship comes out of other space with strange marks on the hull. There is a reason there are no windows on ships, and no cameras are active while in other space not because they don't work, and that there isn't anything to see, but the fact that most are driven mad when they see themselves sailing across the endless oceans upon which a great Cthulhu slumbers. The question really is, what, as an author, are you comfortable with, and how do you want to portray it? How do you want to build your universe? I choose not to restrict myself. I allow most forms of STL, FTL, and space drives. 
what I call your hyperspace or other space drive. And I base my universe's physics off my own foundational hypothesis called PWIC, which stands for Probability Wave Interaction in Chaos. It underpins the physics of my universe, explains why a hyperdrive, a hyperspace jump drive, a spacefold, a real space jump drive, or any number of other types of drives work. It explains where the universe comes from, how it formed, and what its actual structure is from the smallest to the largest structure. It allows for a lot of things and provides for explanatory framework for space travel, psionic abilities, and why the universe is shaped the way it is. The question returns again to STL versus FTL, and I personally think that it is a wrong question. What works for your story? Can you explain why it works? Is it even important to the story, or is it just a method of getting from A to B and otherwise unimportant? These are the real questions that underpin the question of STL versus FTL. (laughs) 